Hello, everybody. Welcome to I Never Noticed. This is John Morrow. Thank you for joining us today in our podcast on I Never Noticed. Please welcome Mark Guy, my executive producer and also my special companion interviewee, interviewer. He is my point-counterpoint specialist. Mark is really the other half of this equation as we share ideas, hoping that we are broad in the sweeping of the brush yet specific enough to reach people with messages that we think are going to change their life. Mark, good to see you today. Thanks, John. It's a pleasure to be here. I do want to do this. I realize that although these programs go out after the fact, uh, you know, by in some cases weeks or even months, uh, on this specific day, I want to wish you a belated happy birthday because yesterday was your birthday. I will just simply say that you have a very saintly birth date, and I'll leave it at that because it is the truth. It is the (laughs) truth. And a man of faith that you are, you understand that completely. We've been talking, as you know, in our podcast here about the power of stimuli, and we have been focusing right now on the first component of the stimuli, the senses, and that is the sense of sight. And in previous episodes, we've talked about intellectual and emotional. We've talked about where there is specific intellectual vision, there is emotional vision, and then there are circumstances where you develop both an emotional and an intellectual connection to images and other types of things that you're exposed to. And we talked about how you need to begin to change your dynamic because if you're allowing yourself, obviously, to be exposed to negative images more so than to positive images, that will have, over time, a negative effect upon you because you are what you allow your senses to consume. And consumption in this place, consuming, is simply the process of what is the data that you're allowing yourself to be exposed to and are you willing to draw a line in the sand and say simply, It's time for me to change what I allow myself to be exposed to for the purposes of creating a healthier mind. Mm -hmm. And through creating a healthier mind, it changes our attitude. It changes our perception of ourselves physically. We begin to make choices and decisions which we know will be much more beneficial and will improve the quality of our life. Mm -hmm. Again, understand we can't go back and erase the things that we have been exposed to because our brain is a permanent storage device unless that particular part of the brain is destroyed through some kind of Mm -hmm. catastrophic event or disease, such as Alzheimer's, which really was the ignition point in my journey and I never noticed. Mm -hmm. And it started me noticing the things that I didn't notice before, and that's the beauty of it. But today, I had indicated in the previous session on the podcast that sometimes you have to sit down and create a list of the things that you know will create negative images or they're negative images currently present in your life and then you need to look for positive images because if you recall a couple of episodes back i said the one thing about change getting rid of a bad habit for example and replacing it with a new habit is that you must replace the bad habit with a new habit because we can't stop doing something and leave a vacuum Mm -hmm. the nature of the way we're made and marvelous as it is is that we have to replace something with something else and so if you're going to replace a negative image obviously you want to replace it with a positive if you're seeking for a positive and better quality of life and i think you would agree with me on that point i i agree with you and i think um my observation to this is this whether you are a person of faith or whether you are not, uh, one of the things I think may help you to make sure that you steer 
intentionally to accept stimuli and input that you want is to, I think, prepare yourself every day. Prepare yourself throughout the week, throughout you know the weekend and in the morning or the evening. Say, okay, mm-hmm. this is my mission. This is my mission, right? Not in life, but maybe this is my mission for this week, for this year, for this month. Um, and you just ask your subconscious. You ask your surroundings. You ask your life, the universe, the God, whatever. What, mm-hmm. what is your belief? To make sure that you receive the stimuli that helps mm-hmm. you. True. And I think when um, that's one way that we can be more intentional with our life. You, uh, of course, shared with us about how you enjoyed the fact that in the mornings, every chance you had, depending upon weather and conditions, you enjoyed that time that you had where you would go outside, you would disconnect from the house, you would connect with nature, and you would have the me time. And it was important because you wanted that Mm-hmm. as a place to begin to build a foundation for the start of a hopefully successful day. Mm-hmm. Also, too, I do believe, if I'm correct, that you have resolved, as you know, resolve is my power word, Re- you resolve to do the things that are going to create the most positive results in your life and in the lives of the people you meet. So this is not a journey that's new to you. You've been working on this for many years. That's the reason why people enjoy your stories that you share of the experiences that you've had. And we're going to talk about vivid, visual, Mm -hmm. mental imagery in this process. But let's get out. And this is not a downer, but if you have pen and paper there with you, or if you're keyboarding or typing on something, I want you to think for just a second. And this is broad brush thinking. When I say broad brush, I'm going to talk about a few things that I just randomly wrote down that I know can be and have been, at least for me, negative images. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it so that I can recall them. I'm doing it so I can show you that you can create a list and you can begin to better identify things that adversely affect you as well as things that can positively affect you. Broad brush just simply means, unlike a painter's brush who is an artist who is working on a canvas, Here, we're going to take a four inch wide standard paintbrush and we're gonna dip it into a gallon of paint. We're gonna paint an area here that's gonna be negative. We're gonna paint an area over here that's gonna be positive. So Mark, I have made a list of things and Mm -hmm. I made it for two reasons. One, so that people could have a trigger for things in their lives and you too could have a trigger for things that you might add to the list as well. Permit me to go to the negatives first because my whole purpose and premise here is to begin to make you stop thinking of negatives and start thinking in a positive direction. And these things, let's set aside the fact that the unexpected, the random, the totally, it happened by pure fate situation must be set aside because the one thing we can't do is we can never 100% control the events that take place in our life at any given moment. We live in a world with 7 billion people. So it's uh, uh, on the negative side, as I began to think, probably the thing that resonates with me the most is just facial expressions. There are expressions that people give that just appear negative. They appear, and they can appear mean. They can appear uh, cynical. They can appear... Uh, with angst or with anger there's a lot of that going on and turn on a tv set watch news you see a lot of this and then it manifests itself in words words of anger um obviously sights of pain now i'm not talking about your personal pain let's talk about something that you see pain 
and you see that person or that situation, or maybe an animal in pain, think of that image and what it could do to you. Think of something that scares you. Imagine the look on the face of people when Michael, the hurricane that occurred uh, this year in the month of October, early part, here in the state of Florida where we live up in the Panhandle and the sight that the people saw not just of the storm which hit with 155 mile per hour winds and just ripped things to shreds but the storms in life that we see that bring us fear. I am in awe of storms but I also understand the significant danger of storms but I see storms generally in a more positive light for the most part. But trust me, if a hurricane's coming, and you and I, we've been through a few of them here where we live. Absolutely. Obviously, there is a sense of foreboding, and it raises concerns as we watch and wonder, will things stay together? The most probably common thing that we see, I think, is the images of war. We seem to live in a world where there's always some form of uh, conflict taking place. And these conflicts have changed. Mm -hmm. War is not a straightforward thing anymore. It's become something far more frightening. And we have the word terrorism in the images that it conjures up. If I were to talk about terrorism, what image comes to mind for you? I know what comes to mind for me as, as a citizen of this country, and that is 9-11 and watching those towers fall and understanding that moment in my life, or uh, in 1963 when I was 13 years of age and watching the news that evening and the pictures of the assassination of John F. Kennedy, the President of the United States, the images were forever etched in my mind. What this triggered for me, John, is the images of um, the events where there are shootings. A lot of that, school shootings and, and business shootings. And there seems to be an uptick of, of those. And that is war, too, in my opinion. I think all of these conflicts have some component of war, and war is a very broad brush. Wars used to be pretty straightforward. Uh, countries would declare war, and then they'd send their finest in there, and they would do battle, and the strongest would win, and they would take control, and establish you know a new order but today it's um, in your backyard it's not pleasant and it's an unpleasant image are you getting the point uh, images of poverty images of violence images of disease disease yes oh you were about to say something on violence yeah uh, violence that is um, oh you've had that in your life right well I I mean it's touched you it did very close I did. I don't think about it, John. Um, I think I was able to... I wouldn't either. Yeah. I wouldn't either. Over time, I was able to overcome it uh, through a lot of self-reflection. Mm -hmm. And, I, and I, when I say a lot of, years of self-reflection. Yeah. But what I want to talk about violence, when you see like a home video of violence. Yeah. Like, uh, with, with smartphones, we're seeing a lot of this stuff go viral. And it's, and it's unfortunate, but it's right there. You can scroll through Facebook, and depending upon whether you have a public page or whether you have a private page, it can be uh, getting to the disease. 
watching the consequences of disease. Yeah, Alzheimer's, my mother, seeing that and then studying and understanding what it did to other family members and the revelation in my mind because of the I never noticed component so many years right. of how things that I saw years ago, which I shook my head and say, you know, that's just stupid. Mm-hmm. That's just stupid. When in reality, it wasn't stupidity at all. It was the disease wreaking havoc on one, a once beautiful mind. Uh, you look at blight. Blight is a term, but it can be famine. It can be um, drought. Uh, you can have wildfires. Think of California. Think of all the places that are burning in California. Think of all the damage done by storms of nature. There's, there's much there. We, and then we have the crime. Crime is always with us, and in some places it's much more than the others. And it's an interesting thing. If I were to go to television, why is it that we have such an affinity, or maybe it's because we just like the idea of the bad guys getting caught or getting their just desserts? It could be, but... It seems to me like the most popular shows on television usually have something to do with crime. Crime and punishment, or finding and solving the crime. And, and of course, in them there's almost always the images of violence and death. And there is certain graphic images that are created, which I realize the real thing cannot even begin to touch what you see. But something came to mind to me the other day, and I remembered it, and I thought to myself... I think it's a metaphor, but it also at the same time is a reminder that mankind can create the most amazingly horrible things. And I remember the motion picture that Mel Gibson was responsible for directing and producing, The Passion of the Christ, The Passion, as they called it. And I remember that one of the things they invested a tremendous amount of effort into was to try to portray as graphically as possible the scourging of Christ with the cat of nine tails, whips, which had pieces of bone and glass and other types of things embedded in the straps so that when they hit the skin, the exposed flesh, and they were yanked, they would literally rip and tear the skin and open up wounds. And I, th- I thought to myself, this, this is man's inhumanity to man, and we don't want to confront that, but the truth of the matter is we allow ourselves to be exposed to it. Yeah. How can we change that? Well... Once it's been done, as you were quick to point out, as you condition yourself to begin to subordinate these images and you begin to focus more on the positive images, this is where you make your list of those things that you want to seek to try to find and you want to be very intentional. And this is a word that I use, intentionality. Obviously, Mark, on that image that I was talking about, where violence came very close to something that you loved very dearly, you had to intentionally resolve in your thought process that this was going to be subordinated. It can never be forgotten, but it can be so suppressed that it no longer is something that just simply jumps out. Yeah. I, well, in the personal experience, I was able to uh, not erase it because I don't think you can. You can't. Unless that part of the brain is obliterated or something. I think what helped help me is the choice not to focus on it. And it have helped me heal, have helped me grow, and have helped me. Because if I would dwell on it, I know the, the result. The result is just going around circles, mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do. All you can do is, I mean, you have this one life, right, on this earth. That's right. right. Now. You only have this. Right. That's what I believe. 
so as you do this, it's you know it's your life. It's not it's nobody else's life. You have to uh, find a way to uh, to keep going and heal. I like to say we need to intentionally resolve to eliminate and subordinate negative factors in our life across a very broad sweeping brush. Mm-hmm. We didn't even mention, for example, something which is quite seductive, mm-hmm. and that, of course, is um, perversion in our life through um, seductive images. And then also, too, don't forget the power of food to destroy a life and create negative things. As I watch some documentary programs about the problem of obesity, I do know that in the issue of obesity, it seems to me that the one overriding factor of people with morbid obesity, literally life-taking obesity, is their mental frame is damaged. And it goes more to their perception of themselves based upon what they've been subjected to. And they have taken something which, in its general context for the most part, is supposed to be beneficial to us, and that is food that is supposed to help us and sustain us. And they have abused it. They use it like a drug. And they eat more and more and more of it, and they can't control it. It's okay, bless you. I have the same problem when we're in an allergy season, obviously. But when you work to eliminate, I think one must begin first with the mental frame of mind. If you want to begin to move away, would you agree with me that moving away from negativity of all types, and that includes even filtering what it is you allow yourself to watch that you normally do as part of your recreation. Um, Let me tell you that I don't watch television news like I used to. I I remember when I was a newsie, I liked to watch the cable news networks, and I watched them because I was big into current events. Current events was a part of my makeup as a history major. I'm still into current events, I still read, but I have to filter. I have to also restrict how much of this I'm exposed to because the truth is, say what you want to, and you may not agree with me, but there's news out there which is designed to inflame. It is designed to cause angst. It is designed to cause emotional upset. And I don't understand why they feel they need to do that, but they do it. But then there are people that like to watch horror movies and slasher movies, and there are people that like to watch war movies or like to watch, uh, now we move into a different area, there are people that like to watch pornography. There's just so many images that we can do. And so my, my thought process is simply this. You have to begin to control what you allow your senses to receive. You have to make intentional conscious choices, and we're coming up on the end of the program because we're talking here about negative images, and I'm sorry that it is just about the negative images, but the point is, you're asking the question, okay, I understand what you're saying, John, about eliminating these things. What can I do to begin to eliminate them, and how do I replace those images? Because remember the vacuum. If you get rid of a bad habit, you still need to replace it with a good habit. 
You can't just stop doing it and not do something else. You have to do something else. And that something else should be, ideally, something good and positive. So as we come to a close here and we look at these things that I've written down in broad brush form, understand that they are the tip of an iceberg that will sink you like the Titanic was sunk by an iceberg, which didn't look that big on the surface, but underneath it literally ripped a gaping slash in the side of a supposedly unsinkable ship. It's a metaphor that I think has significance in our lives. And what we need to realize is we only see the tip of the iceberg of the negatives that are being hurled at us and the seductive things that are being hurled at us that are negatively affecting us. Mark? So what if I understand you correctly, it's uh, as a person who's traveling through life not to take negativity at um, cavalier. Like, so, oh, it's just one image here. Oh, it's yeah. just this image here. This image it's here. life. It's going to happen. And, and it's true. It is life and it is going to happen. But that doesn't mean that you don't have some choice. So you're saying to not to um, not to play with fire. Uh-uh. Don't play with fire. It is. Because what it does, you can't even begin to calculate those memories and what they do if they're accumulated and what they will compel you to do and compel you to as far as your responses, your reactions, and even your perception of yourself. And again, we're back to the point here that I said always before. I never noticed was not just about beginning to see the things that we often miss, but it was also about noticing what I could do to change my own mindset in my life to make my life a better life and to also give myself a chance to be healthier and to fight back against the negative things that come into life that we can't control, but we might be able to blunt their effect. But we're out of time. And so we conclude with this and we appreciate you putting up with us as we talk about in the visual realm of life, the effects of negative images. In our next podcast, we are going to shift gears and we're going to go to a positivity approach. And we're going to start sharing images that we see and things that we can find that will create positive images in us, whether it's people, places, or things. And this is an important thing because in life, you are what you eat, you are what you see, you are what you smell, you are what you taste, and you are what you feel and allow yourself to feel. So if you want to make that better and to make that healthier, And to be able to mentally do healthier things and make yourself a better person and move in a better direction in life, you must take responsibility for the choices that you allow your senses to be exposed to when you can make a choice. This is reality. And in reality, we can't control everything. But I think we all can control much more than we realize. So maybe we can help you. So continue to work on your list, but this week, work on your list of positive Mm -hmm. things. Okay. In the meantime, this is John Morrow. Our podcast, I Never Noticed, today's lesson, as we continue to talk about the sense of vision and how you need to better control that vision to change your perspective on life from one of negative images to one of positive images, both intellectually and emotionally. Thank you, Mark, guys, as always. You're great to have with me. And thank you for joining us as well here on the podcast. And I would just simply say this is John Morrow. 
I look forward to seeing you again on I Never Noticed next time around. Until then, have a positive and a massively successful day. Goodbye, everybody.